everyone, it's Leslyn Keith here again with another Research Update Flash Briefing. I'm the Director of Research and President of the Board for the Lipedema Project. I like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today, I'd like to tell you about a study I came across by a group of researchers from Switzerland. The title of the paper is Endocytine Green Lymphography as a Tool to Assess Lymphatics in Patients with Lipedema. It was published in the peer-reviewed periodical Microvascular Research in December 2021. So the aim of this study was to describe the anatomy of superficial lymphatics and how they were functioning in women with lipedema. And they were going to do this using indocinine green, or sometimes just called ICG, lymphography. Also, they were going to look at the association between lymphatic functioning, the patient's clinical characteristics, and body composition parameters. All of this would be assessed and evaluated to see if there's any correlations between them. The authors stated that there is a need for objective diagnostic tools that can clearly differentiate between lipedema and lymphedema. And so they were hoping that maybe these tools would help with that. So lymphoscintigraphy is the most often used imaging tool that's used to study lymphatics in lipedema. The authors note that although this technique is reliable, it has several disadvantages, including very low image resolution, radiation exposure, high cost, long examination time, you sometimes take several hours to do this, and there is some discomfort for the patient. ICG lymphography, on the other hand, is a relatively simple technique. It gives an accurate picture of the lymphatics in real time, does not use radiation, and is less painful for the patient. ICG lymphography is limited to the superficial lymphatics though, so it only visualizes the lymphatics up to two centimeters in depth, so we're not seeing any of the deeper lymphatics. The participants in this study were 45 women with a clinical diagnosis of lipedema, and we say a clinical diagnosis because that's how we diagnose lipedema. We do a medical history and we examine the woman and then we determine that, yes, she seems to have the features of lipedema. So there was 45 women in this study diagnosed with lipedema, and the average age was 39. 40% were classified as obese by BMI, and we know that BMI is not a reliable measure for lipedema. Regarding symptoms, 100% of the participants had pain. 91% had easy bruising, and 69% complained of heaviness in their legs. The average duration of their symptoms was 16 years. The largest groups of participants, with 49% each, had type 3 lipedema, which presents with excessive fat tissue from the waist to the ankles, and or were stage 2 lipedema which authors describe as the skin being, quote, indented over palpable pearl-sized nodules. 58% of the participants had been regularly using compression therapy, such as compression garments. So here is the measurements that they used. All participants were evaluated with these two things. One was the ICG lymphography, and that was to visualize the real-time anatomy and functioning of the lymphatics. The dye was injected to the top of the foot, 
and the distance it was able to travel in 10 and then 25 minutes was measured. So a typical person is going to get all the way up to the groin within 25 minutes. So that's a substantially less lengthy test than, for instance, a lymphoscintigraphy that can take several hours. Another test that you may have heard of, the DEXA scan. So this is quite often being used for bone density exams. But this is also, in this case, they were using it for body composition to look at fat and muscle composition of the tissue. So the results were then examined along with the ICG lymphography to see if there's any association between lymphatic functioning, symptoms, and body composition. So here are the results. Typically, as I was saying, the dye will reach the groin within 25 minutes. But in this study, this was not accomplished in 25 or 56% of the women. After seeing that it did not reach there within 25 minutes, these participants were all then provided with manual lymph drainage. And then the dye did reach the groin successfully. So all of the fluid did drain eventually if they were provided with manual lymph drainage. And so as a side note, I would say that this certainly suggests the utility of manual lymph drainage for lipedema patients. While age, BMI, and the use of compression garments were similar for those who drained within 25 minutes and those who did not, the slow drainers had a significantly longer duration of lipedema symptoms and a higher percent body fat. But there was no significant difference between those who drained and those who didn't with regard to what their lipedema stage or type was. That was very interesting. So the structure of the lymphatics in participants was mostly linear. So in a healthy person, the lymphatic vessels should appear fairly straight. But previous imaging studies have shown anatomical changes to lymphatic vessels in lipedema where there is a circuitous or a tortuous kind of pathway instead of a nice straight path. In this study, only one woman showed that rerouting or torturous flow of fluid, and this was actually in an area of previous trauma at her knee. None of the participants showed what is called dermal backflow, which is often a clinical sign of lymphedema. The conclusions that the authors came to then was that although there were minimal signs of anatomical or functional impairment of the lymphatics in the participants in this study, the women with lipedema may still have slowed lymphatic drainage, as over half of the women in this study did. This seems to be actually correlated with the duration of the disorder. So the longer that you have lipedema, then the slower your lymph will drain. So I feel like this study is really important for women with lipedema because it adds to our understanding of the anatomy and the function of the lymphatic system in lipedema, and that ICG lymphography may be an important tool to properly determine if there is lymphatic impairment. It also emphasizes the need for early and accurate diagnosis and treatment to hopefully avoid impairments that seem to be more likely to appear the longer the lipedema symptoms are present. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music 
and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Research Update Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement just to let you know our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplify.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.